For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, man? Just living the dream, buddy. Oh, he's living the dream in 2022. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year to you as well. Didn't get to talk to you last week. How were the festivities? No, I know. I, I, um, well, had COVID. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of ruined um, all of my holiday plans. Mm-hmm. As it do. And yeah, I mean, I was fine, you know, and I didn't really want to bombard the world with the information, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Sure, I've got COVID. So does a lot of people right now. Yep. And I don't need anybody worrying about me or anything else. And I want people to enjoy their time with their holidays and everything else. So I am 100% recovered, feeling great about 2022. And uh, by the way, Mike, great job last week with the solo podcast. Thank you. Uh, talking about some exciting records. Yeah, lots of cool stuff last week and lots of cool stuff that I see coming up this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything to talk about? Anything? Any highlights in case someone maybe missed it last week? Um, I know everyone should go back and listen to it. It's it's kind of a mm-hmm. it's kind of like the episode that keeps on giving because you know you could listen to it now, you could listen to it in two three weeks, and this is still you know valuable information about records that are coming out this year. Yeah, I honestly 
there's a lot in that episode that I think is kind of, I'm not going to say it's an important episode, right? Like we're going to cover all the releases as they come out. Right. Uh, it, it's not necessary listening, right? But it's fun to kind of go in, look ahead and see what could possibly be coming out, see what you're excited for. I know there's a lot of records that are uh, getting talked about possibly happening this year. Um, I know Bad Omens new record. I'm extremely excited about that. There are, ton of people who are in the studio right now so there's a lot of speculation around that specifically invent animate working with land and tours which is just buck wild and i don't know there's just a lot of cool stuff absolutely it's it it really is exciting um you know 2021 and if anyone missed our our recaps of our favorite records uh eps and full lengths go back and check that out as well mm-hmm. but man it's shaping up that 2022 could be as good as 2021 or if, if not better yeah, I really think so. Um, overall, I think that there's going to be less releases overall this year, just kind of my opinion, and more quality, right? Like, right. I think we're going to get a similar amount of records that are at the highest level, very similar to last year. I think there's probably going to be like 50 to 100 records that I absolutely love, but I think overall we're going to get less releases. No, and I think that makes sense just because, you know, in 2021, touring resumed. Mm -hmm. You know, you had a lot of bands getting back out on the road, my band included, um, you know, and that took away some time uh, and is continuing, although there there has been some tours canceled, but, you know, that took away some time from creativity, from studio time. So it only makes sense that 2022 could be a little bit lighter, Mm -hmm. but you're right. I think the people now are maybe a little bit more back in the groove, um, either with what they, you know, are used to, or just they're getting used to the new state of the world as fucked up as it is to say, regardless, uh, I think that you're absolutely right. We're going to have a lot of really quality records, maybe not as many, you know, top 12s of the week, uh, like we did last year, Mm -hmm. but uh, I, I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, and we got a top seven this week. Uh, cool, tons of cool stuff. Um, I did talk about some music last week too. I know um, I put out two records: the uh, Twin Atlantic record and the Avira record. Do you listen to either of those? I actually did not have a chance. Okay, I am. Uh, you know, beginning of the years are crazy. It's funny, you know. They are exactly the same thing happened last year, January first. The Dirty Nil record came out. Yep. Fuck art. And it made my top 10 list mm-hmm. and I didn't even listen to it right away. I think it took me a few months actually to finally check out the, their dirty nail record. And it's one of my favorites of the year. So people go back, check out those records and check out what Mike said yeah. last week about everything. Cause Mike, you're the best. I try. Yeah. And you try. It's all that matters. Honestly, I think I like that of record. I don't think it was anything to write home about. But I think this week is going to be that kind of dirty nail week where these are a lot of records that people are going to come back to at the end of the year and be like, wow, Mm -hmm. this one really stood the test of time and it's going to be on some album of the year list. Absolutely, man. Ready to just get into it? uh, It's exciting. I'm so ready, man. 2022, our first real episode together of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where it all begins, man. We gotta, I got to start making my notes now oh, yeah. about album of the year. You know what I mean? Like last, the, the last minute panic. Um, I got to start today. So mm-hmm. let's get into it. Top seven and Mike, kick it off with the first 
pick of 2022. All right. So, uh, well, not the first pick, the first pick of us together. That's what I mean. I, I, had, I had two picks last week. Come on. Can't take I know. it. Away okay. From the third pick. Let's be technical. Okay. Uh, so, coming in at number seven this week, uh, if you have been just chomping at the bit after that Lorna Shore EP and you want to hear some blackened deathcore, super high mm-hmm. quality with that dirty mix that was insane growls, I got the band for you. Uh, this is a little band called Worm Shepherd with their new record, Ritual Hymns. I want to say this is their second or third record. But they're doing that black and deathcore thing, very similar to the Lorna Shore. Uh, I know Crown Magnetar and Mental Cruelty, also two black and deathcore bands we talked about last year. These guys are right up the, that alley, just super talented, fully in your face for 12 or 13 songs, however many songs this record is. And yep. from the singles I've heard, it's heavy, it's insane. I'm ready for it. Yep. Uh, I'm really impressed by this band too. Um, production wise, mm-hmm. about as great as you'll hear, uh, vocals, you know, very kind of modern, but also like I heard a little bit of cradle of filth yeah. kind of styles, um, like a little bit throwbacky, but just, they kind of keep the pressure on never really, you know, there's never a dull moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I just find that it's, it's really all of these songs, all these singles have been really good. And this is a band that I was completely unfamiliar with. Yeah, they've, so, they've got a really um, cool aesthetic about them too. Like, it's very dark, very gray-toned. I love it. It's a good look. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, could we say that 2022 could be the year of Deathcore, baby? I, you know, when, when I look at the releases so far in the year of 2022 <laughs> and I look at today, uh, you know, I have to say 2022, year of Deathcore, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no this um this is um an unexpected really great band to kind of just just pop up on my radar so yeah if you're into you know any modern modern deathcore i mean it's a little bit different than deathcore i don't want to give it just say yeah, oh it's I mean, deathcore and lump it in because it, it has a little bit of a um it, i don't it's know the black word and deathcore they got that element of black metal in there, the kind of like darkness and melodicness of it. Exactly. Exactly. There's a little bit of melody in there too, yeah. which, which I always, I always enjoy in my, uh, in my black metal. Oh yeah. We all do. There you go. All right. That's great. That's number seven with worm shepherd. Let's move on to number six. Yeah. So number six, kind of a newer band. I want to say that this is their debut record. Yeah. They've got an EP out before, but this is the debut record aside from some singles. Um, mm-hmm. which is absolutely insane because this band has been sh- signed to Sharp Tone for their debut record. Uh, yeah. It's Pride Lands out of Melbourne, Australia with their new album, Light Bends. Did you get a chance to check out these signal- singles? Absolutely, absolutely. This I cannot say anything bad about this band. No. They This does not sound like a debut record at all either. Nope. This is super, super, uh, I don't know. Polished. What's the word? Polished, professional, mm-hmm. um, mature—you know any of those those kind of cliche words yeah. you might throw around? I didn't know they were from Australia, actually, which you know makes sense because it seems like every band that comes out of Australia kind of has that vibe. Mm-hmm. They take it very seriously. Melbourne being, I mean, one of the great music cities in the world. It's really so got its own that's style awesome. on metalcore too, right? Like, 
there are very few bands outside of like the Australian scene that you can kind of compare these bands to. Like when I hear Pridelands, I'm thinking, oh, this sounds a lot like North Lane. It sounds a lot like um, Thornhill. It sounds a lot like Mirrors. And like, it sounds a lot like Loath too, which is great. Mm -hmm. But like all of these bands really end up kind of grouping and sounding together, which is really cool too, because it's almost like they're on an island, right? And when you put animals on an island, like two different species on different islands, they can evolve in different ways. And that's kind of what's happening with metalcore right now, which is just so cool. All this new wave of stuff, kind of proggy almost coming out of the Australian underground metalcore scene. Yeah. I mean, this is almost has like kind of a post hardcore feel to it too. I mean, you know, it has some singing uh, and some kind of more, you know, m- melodic mm-hmm. parts like that, that isn't just like, okay, this part needs to be heavy. Okay. Here's the breakdown. They have that too, but I felt like there was a little bit, it was a little bit deeper than just saying, okay, it's an, another metalcore band, um, yep. which I, which I was very impressed with. And, um, absolutely. This is a great pick, uh, pride lands from Australia at number six. Oh yeah. Cool. Uh, number five debut record, get that rookie card. All right, number five. Number five, uh, sophomore record, so we know how important that is. Um, oh, yeah. From an artist that I don't think uh, needs to be bothered by putting out a sophomore record, though. Um, we're looking at The Light of Knowledge, the second record from Lee McKinney, uh, his solo work outside of Born of Osiris. Uh, he's the guitarist for the band. Um, mm-hmm. This dude is on an absolute another level, and I think I'm mad at him because he saves all of the cool shit for his solo record and doesn't use... Like, Born of Osiris sounds cool and amazing, but, like, this stuff is just on another level writing-wise from that. It's almost, like, it's more proggy, it's jazzy, like, it's just so fun, right? Like... Yeah, you know... Okay, this it's kind of guitar nerd music, right? It We're is. talking about an instrumental band that obviously the the lead kind of voice is a guitar. And don't get me wrong, I I have no problem with that style, you know. Mm-hmm. And I listen to the greats, you know, the the Joe Satrianis and the Steve Vai's, and you know the people that that kind of set the tone back in the. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's the more modern yeah. stuff. But I mean, I love that. But the problem that I always had with a lot of the you know, nerdy guitar rock Mm -hmm. is that it wasn't, it's not catchy in the right ways. And this Lee McKinney, these singles that have come out, I believe it's only two singles, but they have this really cool melody to them. Like almost the one song almost sounds like a pop song song. a little bit. And yeah, and it it really gives a different kind of vibe Mm -hmm. to where, you know what? I'm just like having a good time with my guitar and like putting some cool instrumentation together. It doesn't have to be serious. It isn't a contest about like who can play the fastest. And I love that Lee has thrown that out the Mm -hmm. window and just been like, I don't know. This is really cool. This is really fun. And this is fun to listen to, which instrumental music should be fun to listen to. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like, it's so hard for me to get kind of like an emotional reaction out of purely instrumental song. Right. But like the first time I heard crystal song, like I just, I don't know. It makes me happy. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's probably my most played song already this year. And I just keep going back to it. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, he is very technical. Like if you haven't seen the music oh, videos yeah. for these two songs, 
like how he is actually playing these riffs is buck wild and makes me want to throw my guitars away just seeing what he has to do to actually play this stuff but like it's technical in a way that doesn't seem too flashy which is such a cool thing for an instrumental project no no i i completely agree i think this is just a really fun release Mm -hmm. and this is the kind of thing like it's a little bit different from what's out there too so put this on throw this on like at any kind of time, like, you know, driving in the car, you know, hanging out with friends, whatever it is, it kind of works in a lot of different environments, but it's not background music at the same time. And I really, really, really dig what Lee's doing. So congrats on uh, your second record, Lee, if you're listening. Like part of me when I'm listening to it, I'm like, it's almost as if you're driving around and you're listening to Children of Bodom and you're like, man, I wish this didn't have vocalists or vocals and was more jazzy. Like that's what the samples remind me of too. Like it's so cool. I love it. It is. It is really, it is really cool. I I just love the modern twist and the realness that's Mm -hmm. in this. There's, there's an authenticness to this, which is kind of missing sometimes from, from the nerdy guitar rock genre, which I am lumping a lot of shit together, but Hey, it is what we, it's what we do on the show. Yeah. We really do. Honestly. Um, (laughs) yeah. All right. Anything else to say about that one? No, I'm good. Okay, cool. That was Lee McKinney at number five. Yeah. So now we have number four. So number four, um, Year of Deathcore Baby. Uh, We've got the new album, The Chosen, by Spokane Washington's own Enterprise Earth. Um, Mm -hmm. Probably the band after Suicide Silence that kind of held down the modern Deathcore era the most until... Uh, the new wave kind of came up. Bands like Shadow of Intent, yep. Born Ashore, uh, things along those lines. But these guys, I don't know. I feel like they've just always been super underrated for some reason. This stuff is just great. You know, I, I was shocked that this is only their fourth record mm-hmm. and that they've only been a band since 2014. I don't know why I feel like this band has been around forever. I think they got a lot of popularity like right out of the gate. It's because they tour so much too. Yeah. Like th- this yeah, band I mean, never stops working. They never stop working. I, I do believe I'm with you. I do think they're underrated. And again, this is just fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. This is just exciting music. They put so much thought into every note they play. Nothing is thrown away. Yep. And I think that that's what it's all about. And, and I, I totally agree with you. There was sort of a weird period of time, like maybe around 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, we had Carnifex, uh, Enterprise Earth and yeah. Oceano. And like, that was it. Yeah, yeah no, no, hundred percent. And, um, you know, it was, uh, like I went to a despised icon reunion, uh, show yeah. in Toronto. Carnifex was opening up yep. and it was like, that was the funeral of death Corps. Yeah. I went to that like show. That, too. that was, was like, like what that tour it was chaos seemed like. Sorry, right? I, I can't remember mm-hmm. the, the, what, what exactly what it was, but it, it felt like this genre is dead. And I talked yeah. to Scott from Carnifex about it and he's like, I don't fucking know. We've been here. Like we've been doing this the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. And there were a few bands that, that were held it down, have got us through, uh, so that Lorna Shore could blow our minds this past year. But enterprise earth just has always been there. 
um, one of the best in the genre. Mm-hmm. I think, I think part of it early on was, you know, they were lumped in with Attila with stay sick recordings, yeah. uh, you know, and it, I think it, some people have looked back on, on that and they, been like, Oh wait, what Attila? Like this is, you know, and it kind of mm-hmm. took a little bit of the shine. They also got from kind the of band. Like merged in with like infant annihilator and the deathcore bands like that as well. So they, they kind of always had a jokey aura around them. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, this, um, these, uh, these singles ain't no fucking joke, man. No, this band um, is, uh, is here. Yeah. And they're here and they're not going anywhere. I'm really excited about this too. I think this band's kind of been on a hot streak up until their last album, Inferious. I really like it. Don't get me wrong, but I also don't feel like, uh, they grew anywhere with that record. Um, it felt like their second and first record as well, but this one incorporating the clean vocals, doing a lot more, uh, I guess different song structures and a bunch of cool, fun things that you can do within Deathcore and just really changing up the genre a bit. I'm really excited for this record. It, I think it they've leveled up, right, in a good way. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what is the title of this record? It's called I don't, The Chosen. I don't have it in front of me. The Chosen. Yeah. Right. No, that that is um, that's right. And I'm reading here that the record has a title track clocking in at eight and a half minutes. I'm here for it. So that has not come out yet. We're going to hear that on Friday. And uh, dude, that's going to be different for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a few long, you know, longer songs, but like eight and a half minutes. It'd be really interesting to see what they're doing with that. Yeah, I agree. Excited for it. All right. Um, okay. Ne- next up, oh, we're in the top three, aren't we? we yes. Are. Number three with the number three record, Mike. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so number three, very, very similar band. I actually even mentioned them when we were talking about Enterprise Earth. Uh, but we've got the new record, Elegy, by Shadow of Intent. Um, kind of the up. superstars up right of Deathcore right now, aside from Lorna Shore. Um, ben Doyer, the absolute monster on vocals. And we've got Chris uh, doing guitar in both Shadow of Intent and Currents. Um, this band is just i think hands down my favorite deathcore band of all time because they are just that good they've found a way to incorporate samples and orchestration into their sound that just flows seamlessly and a lot of bands are just now catching up to Uh, their writing style has been absolutely phenomenal they're just it's what was the record that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago? And we were like, it, I think the Dying Wish record, where it just gives you everything right. you want right when you want it. And Shadow yeah. of Intent has just always done that for me. Whenever I want a breakdown, that's the next thing that happens. Whenever I'm like, oh, you know, we're in a breakdown right now. Imagine if this got heavier. And it just does. It's it's like you. it knows you, right? And it's really coming from a fan's point when they write this music and they still make it hit emotionally and instrumentally in just such cool ways. Yeah. And you know, what's really amazing about this band too, is that they're not signed to a record label. Nope. They self-release all of their records. This is their fourth. Uh, this exactly. This is their fourth album. And, you know, for a band that, their level to do that and continue to do that is very impressive. Mm-hmm. The band has a quarter of a million monthly listeners on Spotify. 
Um, you know, they're, they're getting all kinds of tours. I mean, yeah. they're Mike's favorite death metal band of all time. And they're not even on a record label. How fucking cool is that? Mm -hmm. You know, that's really impressive and, and almost completely unheard of. Yeah. And I mean, absolutely insane. Like looking at Chris too, the guitar player, like he has two bands that are blowing the fuck up right now, like shadow of intent and currents. And he is holding down the fort in both of them, which is just insane. Right? Like, yeah. who else do you know that's doing that right now? I don't. Uh, I mean, it, it is Sizzik? wild. Uh, sure. I mean, there there's always a handful of people that are double dipping, and hats off to them. I mean, that's that's a that's tough, mm -hmm. especially people that are doing it well. But um, you know, this band, it's just it's just amazing that they can do all this and 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 continue to grow. Uh, and I think it just speaks to how good they are. Yep. You know, just how good the band is. Yep. I agree. Elegy coming out. Stoked for it. On Friday. In fact, it's out right now. Go listen to it. Boom. Go listen to it. All right. We got two more. Ghosts. All right. I'm ready for this. Number two. Oh, what the future holds. The new record from Fit for an Autopsy. That's what it's called. Um, oh. I love Fit for an Autopsy. Uh, this is kind of a deathcore band, more of a progressive death metal band. Uh, they, they're one of those bands, kind of like Rivers of Nile almost, where I just don't know where to lump them, right? But mm -hmm. um, I don't think I need to say much about this band besides Will Putney. And yep. that's it, right? There's a guy double dipping with a couple careers going on. Yeah. I mean, one of the best producers out there, uh, also in the band end, yep. uh, and, and of course fit for an op autopsy, which it's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, dude, this is a heavy week, man. This is we only talk about week. metal bands. It's like <laughs> pretty much all metal. Yep. Um, kind of wild. Uh, yeah. Fit for an op autopsy, a, a band too, that I feel has always been kind of underrated. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it, they were just one of those like we're just gonna go out and be as heavy as we can bands for the longest time and with this with the sea of tragic beasts and with uh the great collapse they've really kind of mm -hmm. changed that around and gone into a yeah we're heavy and we're one of the heaviest bands out there but that's not what we're about anymore we're writing emotional lyrics we're telling stories and i think that it's just so so reflective not only like through the music but even like looking at the artwork on this like you look at absolute hope absolute hell and like i love that record but that record is very like you look at it and you're just like i'm gonna get a nasty record whereas you start looking at the other like album artworks like all the way leading up to this one like there's almost a sense yep. of like cool artistry that's just much more present you can almost tell that like more thought has gone into these records and it really shows like i think Fit for an Autopsy is one of the best heavy bands out there right now with Rivers of Nile and Whitechapel kind of doing this deathcore, mm -hmm. gone death metal, gone progressive, like fusion revival thing that's kind of going on. And this album's just going to hit. It's going to be so great. And I love every song that's been out on this so far. Yes. Two Towers. Uh, interesting. I wonder if it's a Lord of the Rings reference. I certainly hope so. I don't know, so. but it's my favorite song on the record and it just came out. Like, it, it, that one's weird. It got a little proggy. I love it. 
Yeah, I like that one too. I, was, I like that one too. And, and maybe it's about 9-11. I don't know. It could be a, about a lot of things. Yeah. My mind went to Lord of the Rings because I'm a fucking nerd. Hey, mine, my mind always goes to Lord of the Rings. Don't worry. <laughs> Unless it goes to Star Wars. Go. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Fit for an autopsy at number two. Okay. Will a num- will a metal another metal band be at number one or what will it be? We're going to find out after we take a quick, quick break after these messages from our sponsor. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And Mike, we're back. We are. Are you ready for that number one album? Oh, I, I am. I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Oh yeah. And, uh, and if it's not, I'm gonna take off my headphones and smash them and never talk to you again. Well, so I'm pretty sure I know what it is. That's I got a lot riding on this. Um, I hope you're ready. But I'm very, I'm very ready to talk about the new album from one of the bands that kind of reinvented rock and roll. We're talking about Skillet. Uh, obviously a joke we're talking about a record that i have heard uh multiple times now still believe deserves this number one spot possibly the best record that the band has ever put out voyeurist by under oath yeah that's what i thought it would be uh this okay Let, let me just say this an under oath record coming out is a big fucking deal yeah. okay they're not there aren't a lot of them um, you know, mm-hmm. the band has been together since what, like 2000, 1999. Yep. They don't have that many records. They took a long hiatus. The last record erased me came out in 2016, mm-hmm. 17. I'm not sure. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, and this one's been a long wait. Six records in 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. It's very, very exciting. Uh, have, 2018, actually, I was, no. I was wrong. But Have you heard um, the record yet? I have not heard it. Okay. No, I've only heard the singles, and I think all of them are awesome mm-hmm. in their own way. Uh, I believe there's been five released. Yep. They're all different. What I think is cool about what seems to be happening with Under Oath now is they've found a really great balance between what they were trying to do on Erase Me, which is sort of... Mm-hmm. be a more modern band and still embrace their old influences. Yep, I agree. I think it's hard to do that. And with these five singles, they really have nailed it and you can hear it, man. It's just there just seems to be a really great energy in this in these songs. Yeah, I I don't know what to say about this record except for the fact that it's amazing, really. This sounds like they're only chasing safety and define the great line. Got splashed over with Landon Tours and Plot and You, with Bad right. Omens, with all of this, with Bring Me the Horizon, all this cool stuff going in the metalcore, all this kind of genre fluidity that's been happening within the scene. Under Oath just kind of scooped that up and put it into this record. I think we've got the emotion and the songwriting that we love from those two records to find the great line. They're only chasing safety and just mm-hmm. such a modern element 
on it that just feels so fresh. There are atmospheric parts of this record. There are heavy and fast parts of this record. There are heavy and slow parts of this record. There are some alternative parts of this record. And it's just a very, very dynamic release all the way through. I love everything about it. I think we're we're not putting a record like the an under oath record at number one just because it's an under oath record. Like it deserves to be at this number one spot. It's yeah. Incredible. I mean, this is a big week. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really great records coming out, but yeah, Under Oath is is very deserving of it for me based on these singles alone. Um, I personally liked Erase Me, the last mm-hmm. record that we've now found out came out in 2018. Yep. Um, I really like the record, but I know a lot of the Under Oath, you know, super fans, mm-hmm. very excited about their reunion uh, w- where they came back and they played their only chasing safety and they played to find the great line. Great line. Uh, you know, people were disappointed with the record. Yeah. Do you think, Mike, being that you've heard the record, that those naysayers or those people that were disappointed, they're all coming back for this? Oh, 100%. I think if you heard Erase Me and you were like, you know, I don't really think Under Oath for me anymore. Like, come back, right? This record's great. I know <laughs> yesterday was International Roast Day and Under Oath got roasted by Wendy's. And, I saw that. And yeah, they said like <laughs> the new material, I forget exactly what they said, but they're like, your new songs sound like my 11 year old brother just learned how to swear or something like that. Like, which <laughs> it's a good chirp. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty damn accurate for how erase me was. Uh, I, I do like that record. Some of the songs, uh, it's not a record I go back to very often. Right. I think this record is a complete turnaround. Uh, no, I'm not going to say complete turnaround. It's a turnaround on those ideas back to what we know and love under oath for and embracing some of the learnings from Erase Me. I think right. this record is going to make a lot of people happy. Well, I'm excited for it to make me happy. Oh, I will. I just said I, I will. Do you not believe me? I really, really dig Under Oath. I always have. They're one of my favorite you know, bands of my peers, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously they're huge, huge, uh, hugely important to the success of this podcast. I mean, you know, Aaron, Aaron and, and Spencer both coming on the show multiple times. I hope to have them back again, actually, but you know, they're just such a great band, such great people. And they're really interesting in that the way they conduct themselves and the way that they do their business and they make decisions, Mm -hmm. they have a six out of six policy where yeah. any one person can veto anything. It has to be unanimous in every decision they make, which is pretty crazy because no band really operates like that because mm-hmm. a lot of bands, it's like they wouldn't get anything done. But with Under Oath, you know, they're just that particular and it's that important to have every, everyone be on board. So it's it's pretty, pretty special. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not there personally. I, I bet there are still some compromises and things along those lines, but like, you can really tell on this record, like everything is extremely, extremely cohesive. And we, you, you talked about the singles, right? And like how all the singles are good and different. You put them all on this record together with the transitions and everything like that, that really make this record like glue it together. And this record's just great all the way through. I, I don't want to pick out a song and listen to it by itself. I want to listen to the entire thing. It's that good. Awesome. 
That's that's so exciting. That's kind of the only I, way I, I can wait. listen to uh, They're Only Chasing Safety and to find the great line too, right? Like, I very seldom listen to Boy Brushed and Red. Like, I put on that whole record. Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, that's, that's to me, to me, like those records, like those, how do I say this? Those records are those records. Those records aren't those songs. Mm-hmm. And I know I think of it differently. I look at it differently. Um, you know, I could, I can pick any song on there, only chasing safety and jam it and love it as much as yep. any of the other ones. I think the whole record is flawless. I think that that was one of the biggest game changing records ever. And it's just great to see. First of all, I know they've been a band again for mm-hmm. like four years or something, but it's really good to have Under Oath back as a full-time band. Yeah, it is. Where, you know, they're on the touring circuit. You're going to be able to see them. I saw them open for Corn and Alice in Chains, you know, like that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it's just great to see them do that. And also, you know, be able to do some solo stuff like Aaron Gillespie's country EP he did. So uh, cool. Spencer's got a new solo project. I think, was it called, uh, fuck, it's not Slow Ride, is it? It's something like Slow that. Slow Tide is the new one. So. Slow Tide, that's yeah. it. It's not Slow Ride. Slow Cause, Tide, yes. Because he has the other one too where it's like Sleep Something. Uh, sleep Wave, yeah. 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 Tons of cool stuff. No, it's, it's, just, it's just great to see them out there, uh, you know, embracing their own mm-hmm. music and their own ideas and then also being like, hey, Under Oath should exist. And yep. thank the Lord Jesus, Under Oath does You want to do a exist. quick review of this top seven before we get into some Let's honorable mentions? Let's do it. Uh, okay. Our top seven this week, starting off with number seven. We've got the new album, Ritual Hymns by Worm Shepherd. Yes. Number seven, but but don't miss this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six. We've got the new album, Light Bends by Pride Lands. Great album yes, name too, by the way. Yeah, I love it. Australia's finest out of Melbourne. Uh, number five. We've got The Light of Knowledge by Lee McKinney. And boy, you're going to learn today. It's great. Uh, number four. Uh, we got The Chosen by Enterprise Earth. Number three. We've got Elegy by Shadow Intent. Number two. We've got Oh, What the Future Holds by Fit for an Autopsy. And the number one record this week is... Voyeurist by Under Oath. There it, it is. Hope, hope you wrote it down. If you didn't write it down, go to Mike's Instagram because he will have that list up at Slappy Slam Boom. on IG. Ready to talk about some honorable mentions? I am. I want to talk first about how many freaking metal bands that is. I just Dude, it's hearing stupid. them all in a row like that. That's like all metal. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like I mean, Under Oath's still metal. And it makes sense, kind right? Of. Because like you look at it and you're like, okay, Under Oath, Fearless, Fit for an Autopsy. I forget their label, but like different label than Enterprise Earth. And then Shadow of Intent is doing their own thing solo. And then Lee McKinney's Sumerian, Pride Lands is Sharp Tone, Worm Shepherd is, it's not a rising empire. What is it? It's Artisan Era, I think. And, okay. or maybe Nuclear Blast. I don't remember. That, that's who Fit for an Autopsy is. Fit for an Autopsy is Nuclear Blast. And then Worm Shepherd is Artisan Era. And it's like, none of these labels, like, they're like, oh, we don't have any competition. We're not going to release another metal record that day. But like every band or every label's doing that. So you just have all of these metal records right at the beginning of the year. It's crazy. And we still have more in the honorable mentions. Oh my God. Okay. Well, let's get to them. So honorable mentions. Let's go, Mike. I'm ready. So I, How many I we jokingly got? mentioned it. There is a skillet album coming out this week. If you're into that, you're into that. I'm not anymore. John, nice guy. Hell of a nice guy. Had him on the show one time. Yep. Really, really great. 
Uh, next up, there's like a new album from Like a Storm, if you're into that. Cool alt-rock, uh, fans of Hailstorm, Shinedown, all that kind of stuff. They're a pretty solid band. One of those storm? They're one of those storm bands? Yeah, another one. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, next up, we've got a cool punk band called The Wombats. Uh, this is a punk band yeah. that I checked out just because their name, because I love Wombats. They're very cute. And this band kind of rips, so... I mean, the, the Wombats are legends, dude. Yeah. Uh, huge band over in, um, in Europe. Oh, I thought you were going to say Australia. Uh, (laughs) that would make, that would make sense. Um, no, it's, uh, uh, Murph. Uh, I had him on the show too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what was their, their huge song? Um, let's dance to joy division. That was their big, their huge hit a few years back. And, uh, they are great, man. Um, really a, a band on this side of the pond that doesn't get a ton of, you know, Love. press, I guess. Yeah. yeah, but they're really, really great. Uh, and much better too than, than Let's Dance to Joy Division being a bit of a, kind of like a jokey song. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of their new stuff is, is like really cool. So I love that. I love the Wombats. That should be in the top. We should have replaced the metal band with the Wombats. No. Uh, ne- okay. Next up, honorable mention, we've got a new record from the Lumineers. Uh, super solid, kind of like indie alt rock. Um I'm sure they're yeah. they're a huge name. You've probably heard of them. Uh, if you haven't, you're probably not going to like it. Um, uh, well, yeah, everybody's heard the Lunars. Yeah, they're they're fine. Uh, and then my favorite honorable mention, the one I'm most excited for, that I was kind of like, does do we need to have an eight list? No, seven's good. Uh, we're getting a new album from Party Cannon, probably the coolest brutal slamming death metal band in existence. You're familiar with them, right? I have no idea who Party Cannon is. Okay. No. So they're the one that you see like the super heavy like death metal and black metal festivals. And then Party Cannon just has this like logo where it says Party Cannon in like balloon font and they're like bright colors and everything like yeah, that. It's the Toys R Us font. Yeah. That's Party Cannon. <laughs> okay. They're at, they actually okay. make good music. It's fun. Like Okay. The song titles are funny. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, okay. I love them. Uh, All right. Party Cannon. Here we go. There's always, you're always going to find something out about this uh, on the show. And here it is this time. All right. Uh, getting into some singles and stuff like that. Uh, you thought it was the year of Deathcore is actually the year of the deluxe edition. Uh, and we're going to talk more about that throughout the coming weeks as these things get announced. But the first one here we've got this year, uh, Landmarks put out a new song featuring Drew York of Stray from the Path off their upcoming Lost in the Waves Deluxe Edition. Uh, it's a banger nice. track. Nice. Uh, we got a new track from Stand Atlantic featuring Royal and the Serpent. It's a banger track. We love Stand Atlantic here. Hell yeah. There's a new single from A Crowd of Rebellion, super cool Japanese metalcore band. Uh, make sure you go check that out. We've got a new song from our girl Avril featuring Black Bear. You know that'll be a banger, maybe. I saw. I saw that the uh, album is uh, announced yeah, too. End of February, twenty fifth. I want to say it's a date. Yes, Love Sucks. That's the album title. There you go. We'll see how that. I'm into that. Uh, next up, let's just keep it in the spirit of old bands for a little bit. We've got a new single from Corn. They've got their record coming out uh, the beginning of February, I think. Super excited for that. Could be good. Band, band's getting 
pretty good in their old age. Yeah, uh, I, know, I gotta weird. say, you know, yeah, I like love the first corn record. Uh, pretty much, like after that, I'll take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And this new stuff's pretty good, so yeah. that's uh, that's cool. I'll definitely check out that single. Uh, next up, we've got a new single off of the solo project from Corpse Grinder. Um, oh yeah, super talented dude. We love this stuff. If you like Cannibal Corpse, you're gonna like his solo work. That's about it. Uh, next Very up, interesting. new single from the Scorpions. I fucking love the Scorpions. They are Man. the best like hair metal band. How are they still a band? Dude, I they, don't know, they, but I love it. They, they, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but one time I was driving in my car. This is a while ago. Mm-hmm. I want to say this is like probably five years ago too. And I heard like a radio ad for like, go see the Scorpions yeah. at Molson Amphitheater, downtown Toronto on their 50th anniversary tour. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, I must've heard that wrong. Did they didn't say 50th. Nope. And I like, cause I think of them as more like an eighties band, mm-hmm. you know, like Rocky, That's like a hurricane and all that. Yeah. But they've been a band since 1965. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they have been a band for 56 years. Fuck wild. <laughs> 56 years. So, and they're still making music. That's, that's They've been unbelievable. Around longer Nobody than does that. Oh, way, way longer. I mean, they, they've been around, I mean, I, I guess not longer than the Rolling Stones, but like pretty fucking close. Yeah. I mean, they're still making decent music too. Like, is it stuck in the eighties and nineties? Yes. But is it like fine for that? What it is? Yeah. Like, yeah, I like it. I'm, I mean, when I mean, they've been a band longer than Iron Maiden. They've yeah. been a band longer than Aerosmith. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we could we could go on and on about the bands they've been bands longer. T- t- someone write us and tell us bands that have been together longer than the Scorpions, other than the Rolling Stones, because I can't think of one um, right now. Not Smashing Pumpkins, no. Hell no. Oh. Man, that's actually yeah. Sixty five. No way. I don't know. Beach man. Boys. It's. Ah, they're still together. They, maybe, but they, yeah, but they like haven't been together the whole time. True, right? I mean, like, I they, saw, they, I like, saw them in 2019, it. though. Like, yeah, no, I know they, they've like come back or whatever. Um, it says, okay, I just looked it up. Beach Boys, 1961. <laughs> wow. So that you're right, I guess. But I mean, they, I think they were on hiatus for yeah quite a while, and Brian Wilson wasn't with them and whatever. But anyway, uh, that's crazy. Scorpions, new single. Check yeah. it out. Uh, crazy next up uh, we got a new single from Darko US keeping it with the heavy uh-huh. uh, those yep. guys are going to be putting out a banger like always uh, we got a new song from Muse uh, we're going to talk about this a little bit because Muse is aesthetically ripping off Sleep Token and that makes me sad mm. I don't think they did it on purpose because let's be honest they are Muse and Sleep Token is Sleep Token but damn is it on the nose Song's good though. I gotta see this. That's that's pretty crazy. Hmm. Oh, have you not seen the album art for this? I have not, no. Okay, look up Muse new single or whatever and you'll figure it out. I'm looking it up. <laughs> Muse new single. Uh are, are people like what what's the word? Like are people uh I mean like people who know know, right? Yeah. But like if you look at it, it's quite obvious where's the, here it is oh i see like the the types like the typesetting yeah and it says won't stand For down sure. and like 
you've got a guy in a robe that's fine on oh, its own. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a guy oh, in a I white mask, now. fine on its own. And then like down at the bottom, you've got this weird ornate symbol in like white on black background. You're like, okay, I put all three of those things together, and this is a little too on the nose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that symbol is very. Yeah, I mean, okay, yes. It. Oh yeah. Oh man, the the mask. Yep. That looks like that looks like. Yeah. Um, vessel. I know. That really looks like vessel. Wow. That that is crazy. Um, ooh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know who's making this imagery. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you can't necessarily blame well, the band. Maybe I mean, the like, band has no the idea. The whole music video is on around it too. So I assume they have no idea. And I mean, let's be honest. As much as we love Sleep Token and we think they're the greatest thing happening in music right now they're still a relatively small band when we look at bands like muse right like oh yeah for sure muse is 10.5 million monthly listeners like yeah and that's just on spotify we know they have many more on the radio and stuff like that but the song's banger so yeah i mean i'm i am i'm giving muse benefit of the doubt and saying like, okay, you guys just don't know who Sleep Token is. Song's good. I've always loved Muse. I think their latest record, Simulation Theory, is probably one of the most underrated albums I've ever heard in my life. Uh, based on the reception that it got, their whole cyber pop thing was really, really cool. Uh, and they got quite a bit heavier. It almost sounds like they're using seven strings on this song, maybe even eight strings mm. again, which is super cool. Interesting. So Very cool. Very cool. Uh, continuing on, though, uh, Super cool deathcore band Ingested. They've been around for a while, is releasing a new single yeah. and hopefully starting yeah. a new album cycle. Uh, another heavy band, Venom Prison, is putting out the third single from their upcoming record that drops at the end of the month, uh, beginning of February. So that should be fun. Mm -hmm. um, interesting point of conversation here. Memphis Mayfire putting out another single. This will be their fifth and finally announcing the new record. Five, okay. five singles before a record announcement. I don't know the date on the album, but I think it's in like March or something like that is what I've seen floating around. Um, how do you feel about that? That feels like a lot of singles before an album announcement. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, everything's changing mm -hmm. with, with, you know, how bands are rolling stuff out. So I think it's, it's fine. If, if the release date is March that's not too bad. Mm -hmm. it, it would be really annoying if it was the fifth single and then they were like, yeah, the record's coming in, I don't know, like June. Oh, you mean like Census Fail you know, with their fourth single and saying the record's um, coming in July? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, and, and the other thing too about that though is I understand now there are like major delays oh, on manufacturing and stuff like that as well. So I don't know. It's it's There can be a, a ton of reasons why you know bands choose to... Uh, to do what they do, but, um, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, fire. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if this is a, a bit of a resurgence for the band. Um, I mean, they were we'll trying see. to do an old sound. They're not doing the kind of, I don't want to say it's serious XM octane sound because that's an, uh, insult to serious XM octane sound with Memphis Mayfire's last record broken, but they've definitely kind of returned to what made the band popular in the first place which I think is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, next up, we got a new single from Knucklepuck off their EP coming out on 2-4. Uh, it's going to be a five-song EP. The song that we do have is good. 
Uh, the EP has a cover of Here's Your Letter by Blink-182, which oddly <laughs> okay. deep cut. But yeah. I'm here for it. Um, super stoked for this. We love Knuckle Puck here. So. Uh, yeah, I love Knuckle Puck and excited for some new music, Same. you know? Um, you know, I think that they really haven't missed, mm-hmm. but I think that uh, twenty the record 2020 wasn't as good as Shapeshifter. No. So I think that they're coming back with the stuff now. I hope so. And I think they got some some stuff, you know, sometimes some growing pains happen mm-hmm. uh, around your third record and it's it, it happens, but I think the band is super talented and love them. I yep. just love the band. Same here. Uh, next up, we've got a new single from Royal Coda. Uh, another band that is kind of enigmatic, but never misses. So that'll be quite a good time. Uh, new single, yeah. kind of in the same vein from Circa Survive. Uh, kind of cool. They are using the same album artwork as the EP that came out, except for the kind of face that was on the EP. is like like They had a mural, right, with like a drawing of a woman. The woman's face is smashed out on this album artwork. So I don't know if this is a second EP getting announced and it's going to kind of form a full album together or something cool like that. Uh, but it's a fun thought. Okay. Uh, next up, your good lads in Cult of Luna are putting out another single off their upcoming record. So that'll be fun. Love this band. Love Super this band. talented. Uh, we've got a new single from Rolo Tomasi, which is always a buck wild time. We've got a new single from Drug Church, which should be a lot of fun. We've yeah. got a new single from Dead American, which is Cove Reber's oh. band. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's that's another band that's been stifled by the pandemic really a little have. bit, you know? They had so many tours lined up and they're doing all this stuff and then it kind of all just kind of went on hold. Mm-hmm. But that hasn't stopped them from being just a great, a great upcoming band. Yep. So yeah, if people have missed Dead American, definitely check it out. It's, it, it definitely feels a little bit like Seosin, mm-hmm. uh, but a little bit different, a little bit different yeah. attitude. And um, I, I'm here for it. It's almost got more attitude, I feel like. It's good. Definitely. Definitely more attitude, yeah. Uh, next up, we've got uh, High Wind. They're putting out their first track as a band and got an EP coming up, I want to say on the 4th of February or the end of February. I can't recall. But uh, this is the project of two members of Bless the Fall. Um, I forget who. It's not Bo. It's not the drummer. I forget their names. Eric and somebody else, right? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Eric, Jared. Yeah. yeah, Eric and Jared. That sounds right. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. Um, makes me really sad, and I don't think we're ever getting new Bless the Fall again, especially if something like this is happening at this point. But uh, excited to hear new music from them, right? So Yeah. Uh, we're getting a new single from Buried Alive, which we love Buried Alive here. Yeah, and they and they love us. They're very happy that we ended they up are. on their uh, that. that they ended up on our our uh, top ten albums of the year list or on yours, Mike. Yeah. So that's uh, that's really great. They are a really great band. Uh, and then last one, I know we've had a lot of honorable mentions, so I'm gonna try and get out of your hair. Uh, my good good lads in the wise man's fear are putting out a new single called Tailspin. Okay. Uh, this is the first off of their upcoming album that'll be dropping this year. I love this band. I think they're moving away a little bit from the fantasy core aspect of the band, which does make me sad, but 
uh, be like that sometimes. And I still think that they're super talented writers. I think this song is going to be great. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you check that out. Okay. Okay. Hell yeah. We did it. We did it. That's the list. That's the list. A lot of new music. If you've been busy with the holidays like I have, there's lots of great things to check out. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Mike, uh, for, for putting this all together. Under Oath, that's the big story of this episode. And I look forward to discussing this record in great detail with you. I know you've already heard it. Oh, yeah. But uh, I have not. I can't so wait I'm, to hear your I'm ready for it. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it. I, I uh, you know, we get an Under Oath record pretty infrequently. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. Always a good time. All right. Well, that's our show. Uh, follow Mike at Slappy Slam. Follow me at Shane Told. Follow the podcast at Lead Singer Syndrome and follow us on Twitch. We will be doing more of these live on Twitch this year. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Look for our Instagram posts. We will let you know when we're going on. And uh, twitch.tv slash Shane Told. Hell yeah. Have a good one, everybody. All right. See you later. Bye.